does people plus food service plus conversation equal? The Food Service for Thought podcast. Produced by Forbes Heaver and Wallace and hosted by Carrie Clements and Justin Oliveras, the bi-monthly podcast connects the food service industry through in-depth conversations with chefs, restaurant equipment suppliers, food service establishment owners, and so many others that make up our wonderful industry. If you like food, people, and great conversation, we think you will enjoy the Food Service for Thought podcast. That's funny. So intermittent fasting. So um, I don't know. So I just stumbled upon it because yeah. of this and I couldn't eat. And I was like, you know what? I might as well give it a give it a shot here. So I just was like, I can't have coffee. So let me see if I go till 8.30 or and then 9.30 and then 10.30 and then whatever. And so it hasn't been bad, but that with the inability to not have any caffeine or coffee, you know, even black coffee or anything, it's like. And why can't you have coffee or Because it's stained for the first 10 days to stain my teeth. And why? So tell the story, though. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, and this ties into uh, when I went to eat uh, at the place I went to, uh, and it was limited in what I could get because of the uh, I couldn't really deal with anything liquid. So last week I had a, a deep cleaning done at the dentist, which means that I had uh, they actually had to peel your gums back, and it takes like forty minutes, so it's not a long process. But they shoot you up like six different shots in the top of your mouth and then six in the bottom. Yeah. And then they peel your gums back, which sounds terrifying. <laughs> There's some people I'd like to do that too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then they get in there and clean because apparently they said I was close to having gingivitis, <laughs> even though I've had great dental hygiene for my entire life. So um, So because of that, they said on the way out, oh, by the way, you're not allowed to have uh, any liquids that would stain a white t-shirt for 10 days. So no coffee, no wine, no bourbon, no tomato sauce, um, no, you know, anything like that. Green tea, none of that. So I am running on zero caffeine because I can't have tea and I can't have coffee. So that's super fun. And I'm limited to not being able to have anything that has um, color to it. So no red wine, no bourbon, which is basically the foundation of my food pyramid for me, and no tomato sauces, no anything. So the part that ties into this podcast, if anybody hasn't fallen asleep yet, is <laughs> I went to try Indian food. <clears throat> and I went to a restaurant in McKinney called The Honest Restaurant. <clears throat> and there's a unique tie-in here because we actually, uh, myself and Donna East, met with them at our office maybe two months ago. And we demoed some some products for them in uh, our Amana Express Chef oven, and they really liked it. and And they're going to move forward with getting one. And I was exposed to just a small sampling of things that I would not consider to be Indian food, but it, but it is. You know, usually the usual suspects is you, know, you think curry or you think mm -hmm. rice or whatever. And that's what I was going to go into this restaurant eating. And then all of a sudden, I said, you know what? I'm going to try the direction that we went when we were demoing the food. So. Um, had some really great experiences. We'll talk about that. But the moral of the story, kids, is uh, don't take care of your teeth because even if you do, you're still going to have to have your gums peeled back and you won't be able to have coffee or bourbon for 10 days. 
So basically, you're having tomato juice free Bloody Marys every workday for breakfast, except for no breakfast. Mimosas without the orange juice is what I've been having every day. (laughs) So that's that's how we welcome you in to this week's episode of the Food Service for Thought podcast. Good day, Karen. I'm sorry I didn't talk to you that day and 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 wish you good tidings, you know. So I had this done over lunch uh, last week, Tuesday, and they said, you're fine. You can, you know, you can go back to work. I didn't really look any different, but I sounded uh, pretty funny. So, of course, on the way home, I get a call from someone that wants to know something about Continental. And I'm like, I'm furious. Everything is still the same with Continental. Could not talk my <laughs> tongue was was as big as my elbow it was just a disaster so i did a lot of emailing and texting for the next couple of hours and then by dinner time uh i could talk and my daughter my daughter stopped laughing at the way i sounded see this is the way we should start all podcasts if you'll just go get your teeth deep cleaned go get another deep clean you bet uh thank god for dental insurance that's right All right. Well, welcome in everyone to this week's episode. Uh, Carrie and I, like we said, we're doing a little bit of a different format on the episodes where it's just the two of us. Last year, we spent some time talking about the national food days of for each day of the month. Uh, That was a lot of fun. And we talked about some really cool memories of eating food as we were younger and and kind of fun milestones with food. And and this year, we decided to adventure out a little bit and uh, have an opportunity where once a month we visit a local restaurant and to support local businesses. And we go to a place where we eat some cuisine that we don't normally eat or we maybe are a little uh, intimidated to eat or we haven't tried yet or something like that. So um, this this week uh, I picked Indian food. And Carrie, what type of cuisine did you uh, gravitate towards? Caribbean food. Ooh. Yeah. So it you took a good. quick little jaunt down to the Turks and Caicos, just hopped on a bird and a little two-day you know, Forbes Hebrew Wallace's uh, jet, our pilot yes. was working that day and, and she flew me on over. Yeah. Yeah. The, the private over. jet, AKA the jalopy. <laughs> so, this is Houston. We have, so you know, there's probably not, a, there's probably not a food that you would uh, be unable to find here. We're, there's just, especially like in Southwest Houston, which is a lot of um, refugees and immigrants that live there. Um, there's there's just this compact area of food from everywhere. Wow. Everywhere. Yeah, it's amazing. So you picked Caribbean food, and why why did you pick that? What was on your brain? Oh, boy, that. What was on my brain? There's a, a group of doctors studying that very thing. <laughs> If we knew that, Justin, um, I actually don't have an answer. It just popped into my brain. Okay. So walk us through. Where did you go? What did you have? What was your experience? Uh, I went to Cool Runnings Caribbean uh, restaurant in Southwest Houston. Great movie. um, I, yeah, this place. Um, it's just like a hole in the wall, you know, and I picked it because, uh, for the reviews, they had great reviews. And, um, uh, so I drive up and I'm 
early and my lunch date is a customer slash friend. And so I'm waiting for him and I'm answering emails and I'm watching people go in and out and there's just cars pull up, they go in, they come out kind of deal. Um, nobody's staying in there, but I mean, they come out with to go food, you know, but nobody's staying in there. Anyway, um, I finally like, well, I'm going to just go do some investigation. I go in and, um, my buddy, it drives up and, I, I don't know what the heck, you know, I'm looking at some of these descriptions. And so we just decided we're just going to order three different things. Now, we two of the things that we decided we were going to order, they did not have available. Uh, they were just short staffed as most restaurants are. There was yep. a person cooking and a person at the counter. And um, I think somebody must have been in the back doing prep or what have you. But uh, yeah, so because we wanted to try fried dumplings and okay. I think it was fried sweet breads, which are actually like breads that are sweet and yeah. not sweet breads. Which yes. is, um, uh, so we got uh, oxtail. And oh, so, very so nice. all three dishes came with the same sides. And I don't know if that's typical or if that was just because, again, short staffed. Sure. But it was some kind of like boiled veggie mix i don't they they had been they they were unidentifiable to me okay tasted good um and then uh oh we got these fried pies meat pies oh, i can't remember the name of them because it's been 700 years since i went but um they were fantastic almost like a like a sopapilla like an empanada like an empanada like, like an empanada or or if you're cajun like a meat pie you know uh, what is, yeah, so uh, very yummy and a little spicy, but I, I really liked it. And um, we they weren't little either, but, you know, we want to have the whole experience. So we got those. Then um, we had the oxtail with rice and beans, which was a little dry and bland. So okay. I want to go back because I'm not sure if that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, no, that's the you- thing about trying something like that. Um yeah, so you're saying no, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, it should it should be um, more succulent. How about that for a word? Yeah, so that's what I'm used to. Like with you know, if I make beans and rice um, or order in a restaurant or what have you, but I didn't. You know, that's more of a Cajun thing, so or Southern thing. But um, okay, so yeah, it was pretty dry, and um, but the oxtail was really yummy, um, and then we. Also got um, jerk chicken, which was nice. yummy. And so same sides. It was weird to me. The other dish we got was the curried goat and lots of strange bones. And so you couldn't cut it. It was almost like you had to stick it in your mouth and just kind of oh, work wow. around the bone. Like a chicken wing almost. But but not like a clean thing. Like, I mean, imagine parts of a goat that are just, yeah, it was it was weird. I was not prepared, um, but I enjoyed all of it. And uh, now I want to go somewhere else also as a comparison. Sure. But I can tell you there were so many people going in and out that door. Uh, they didn't have staff for the dining room, but they let us order to go. And then, and we went and sat 
in the oh, dining okay. room, which it looks like they have karaoke at night and maybe other live music. And I'm thinking, oh my God, that would probably be such a blast. There was a full bar. And so because there was nobody in there, we just spread out. And then a few sure. other people started sitting down and with their to-go stuff. But uh, highly recommend Cool Runnings. So how, how, was, uh, how was your experience at Honest? Well, if I'm being honest, uh, <laughs> it was great. Uh, it was really cool, and um, it's a family restaurant. And when you walk in, it's it's really tall, really really tall ceilings, and it's in an L shape. It's a big space, uh, but the where you go up and order, it's it's almost it's got a feel, and it's not this because the kitchen's in the back of the house, but it almost feels like um, like a cafeteria line, which is kind of weird. It's decorated, you know, in in uh, the theme that you would find with with a number of Indian style restaurants <clears throat> but um, it just was laid out like that I thought it was just kind of unusual but plenty of tables plenty of booths um, and uh, it was it was pretty neat so I tried one thing uh, I saw something on the menu Indian style pizza so you know I You're was like yes Hello. please <laughs> but what I thought was so weird about this so it's they, they make their own um, flatbread. It's, it is not a naan, which is typical for Indian style flatbreads or pizzas or whatever they use in naan bread. And that's a very soft and chewy, almost like a, like a thick pita, but that's a, a really soft and chewy one. And this was, uh, it was a circle, it was a round crust that was almost, it was crunchy like, um, like a graham cracker would be, if that makes sense. Not crunchy mm-hmm. like a tortilla chip, but crunchy like a graham cracker. But it was really sturdy, so when you cut into it, you could hold the pizza up, and you know there was no like bend. Like if you hold a Neapolitan style pizza up, it kind of droops, you know, because the crust is soft. And I thought this was really unusual, um, super, super, super yummy. And I'm pulling up um, the picture that I have of it to, to talk about the picture because I thought it was really unusual that they put. Uh, sauce and the vegetable diced vegetables and then it's cooked that way and then it comes out garnished with uh shredded uh fresh cheese on top of it so the cheese is cold and the pizza's hot and it was really really different and i don't know if according to them that was that's traditional and that's sort of like their street like one of their street picture on their site it's called udapam um, you might be looking at the wrong one. I don't know. This was called, this is an Indian style pizza. This was a Indian style. I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly. So please forgive me. Uh, Bakri pizza. Okay. And they're, they're small, you know, they're probably maybe the, a little bit bigger than the circumference of a bagel or something like that. But it was really neat. So I thought that was super fun. Cheese, cold cheese was, I thought, weird i thought it would be off-putting but it actually tasted great and it worked super well uh and then this was something i really dug is they have uh something that is they also consider what they say is street food like we would consider tacos or a slice of pizza if you were in new york city for example is these sandwiches but they are like three and four layer sandwiches so they're just like yeah they're massively stacked sandwiches that same cheese that was in on the pizza is woven in there as well, cold. And then you've got like 
jams or chutneys um, or something like that that's spread as sort of the, uh, the, the, the mayo, if you will, and mustard. And then it's layered with things like cucumber and tomato and uh, maybe uh, some potatoes and stuff like that. And it was really, really interesting. Big, like big sandwich. You don't think about it even if you have normal bread. And this was like normal, normal white bread. But really, really interesting. And yeah, that's a street food. You just take it and kind of walk the streets and eat it. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. So you didn't have any rice dishes? Or, no, and, or and I need dishes. to go back because I was by myself, you know, so like I didn't want to be, um, I didn't know what the what the protocol was for ordering the appropriate amount of food without um, seeming like I was being wasteful, you know, or, or gluttonous or whatever. Uh, but I would like to go back for sure. <clears throat> I would like to take a customer or a friend or something and go back because I think it would be you could very easily do a tapas style thing, right? Yeah. Where you just order a bunch of stuff like you were talking about. And the amount of different spices, ingredients that go into a lot of the sauces and chutneys and, and those kind of things, um, it just, it, it takes a lot of precision to get the to get the mixture dialed in so you get the right uh, harmony of flavors. But the amazing thing about it is, man, just every single bite is maximum flavor. Yeah, I, I read somewhere, um, actually, I read it on the website of an Indian restaurant in Houston that I, I do want to go to. So I want I want to go there. Um, and the pictures are it, it, like, this is a true dining experience kind of thing. And they yeah. traveled all over um, India and collected information and flavor profiles. And I read the, this thing on their website that... In this particular uh, region of India that they were that they had visited, that all of their spices, the way they spiced their foods, were to engage every taste bud at the same time. And to me, that's like almost. I would say I am. I am um, a culinary. Uh, like I could that would overstimulate my taste buds I would you know um what's helped me even think about curry is to think of it as like uh Indian gravy basically (laughs) you know um and I've stuck in the in the easy lane which is you know butter curry or what you know something like that I I eat quickly uh, as as most guys do uh and if you don't take the time to sort of slow down I think you miss some of the nuances right? Cause there's so much there. Like you said, if everything's engaged at once, it's kind of like sensory overload. So you need to give, you need to give yourself time to take a bite, take a break, appreciate it, take another bite. Oh, there's something different, Yeah, whatever, which is really what we should do with all of our food is take time to enjoy it instead of shoveling it yeah. as fast as we can. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. Food, food, we are meant to slow down period, you know, yes. notice what you're eating and and, you know, like you mentioned, the work that goes into it, when you think about that, the people behind the food and the people behind those people and the people behind, and we're one of those people, you yep. know, we are one of those people and our manufacturers are one of those people and the dealers are one of those people and the food brokers are one of those people and the farmers and the, the you know, the bazillion other people, the guys who drive the trucks there. Yes. Well, and I want to back up for one second. You said about taking the time that goes into that. We're coming up on the holidays, right? Everybody spends 10 hours a day in the kitchen on Thanksgiving or the day before making this enormous amount of food. 
And we might have talked about this before. I I understand the spirit of Thanksgiving. And I love that. But I am just not, I never crave Thanksgiving food. Like I like turkey. I like potatoes. I like fresh green beans. But I, I love sweet potatoes. But I never am like, I want Thanksgiving food. So this year, I think for our Thanksgiving day, uh, grandma's going to come over and we are going to make pasta or mm. do a pizza or something like that where we're still celebrating the communal aspect of enjoying food together and celebrating and being thankful. But uh, listen, pilgrims, y'all can keep your turkey. <laughs> You're not a turkey guy. Yeah, I, I don't ever go, oh, I want a turkey dinner ever. Right. But I do, but I like the tradition of it. Um, and you, you know, as you know, you know, my mom passed away last year at the beginning of COVID and because we were kind of all on lockdown and everything, it was a little more gentle on me this year. It's really like, sure. I'm really missing her. And, um, you know, even the kind of the tension between me and my husband, where I want her stuffing and he wants his dad's dressing or vice versa, you know, and that whole discussion between <laughs> stuffing and dressing, you know, so we always ended up with two. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to the turkey um, and the stuffing, but we're, we're open to buying that um, pre-made, not the turkey. We'll bake that here and, you know, free some of it and give some, but, yep. but uh, yeah, you know, what is great about Turkey is the, is the Turkey sandwiches the next day. That's what's great. About well, and when you say next day, you really mean in the middle of the night Yeah, when you get up because you can't sleep because you ate so much and you're like, you know what? I could use another snack. Yes. Yeah, I know. And we never have rolls at home, but you got to have dinner rolls on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. So you got to have your... I- I love how territorial people get with when you said like stuffing versus dressing. Well, we're going to have two. Like we don't need two. There's five people here. Well, I'm bringing mine. Like You don't need to take the year off. It's fine. I, well, and so this is a serious thing. I am curious to see when that's going to fall off because I think my my group, my age group, I'm 40 and people younger, I think are the, the first wave of people that are sort of challenging a lot of these things like mm-hmm. do i need to have thanksgiving dinner do With i need to have ham on and, christmas yeah. right do, yeah can't we just have people over and have whatever we want if i'm going to spend eight hours in the kitchen why am i going to make food if i don't really like it yeah you know yeah. and so all these things and I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to evolve 20 years from now you know what my daughter and and Hoyt's kids and, you know, anybody else that that's young, what their interpretation of those holidays are going to be if, if us as parents and the next generation of parents are a little less stringent on, you know, forcing those holiday traditions. Yeah, we, we've, we've had some conversations about that lately and um, not about kids necessarily changing traditions, but people want their own traditions, you know, when, um, when I was younger and our daughter was younger, the struggle was always my mom wanted this at her house and my mother-in-law wanted what she wanted at her house. And we never got to create our own traditions. I think younger people are like, look, those are your traditions. Yep. 
I want my own traditions and let's, you know, let's figure it out. Yes. It, we're going to figure it out or we're going to do things with our friends. And, and um, you know, it's, 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 it could be perceived as sad or, you know, um, as, as younger generations thing change things, uh, I'll hear some people go, well, we didn't change things like that, you know? Um, so their changes were fine and their parents were outdated, but these kids nowadays kind of deal, you know? (laughs) Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it, it should be about enjoying the whole process and enjoying the conversation about menu planning and things. I, I, I like that y'all are doing pasta. I think that's neat. Um, and I, when we host Christmas, we are generally, uh, Tex-Mex food. We generally. Oh yeah. That's great. Tamales. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I did not know that was a heavy hitter for Christmas down here. Tamales. Yeah, tamales. Until queso. I moved down here. Yep. My first tamale ever was at Central Market on Lover's Lane in Dallas on Christmas time. Uh, my dad got them and he's like, You never had tamales before? I was like, I don't think so. So he has them. I'm like, Oh, buddy. I know. It's like, <laughs> I did not need to know about this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Why couldn't you introduce me to, you know, arugula or Swiss yeah. chard? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta give you some tamales. Oh, my God. Tamales are the best. Um, and they're basically like, if, Hot dogs and sausage and French fries had a baby. Like they're the most unhealthy thing for you. It's just like if you, it's like a scotch egg, you know. But it's fabulous. It's just wrapped up in such, and it's like a little gift. It's it is it is presented to you in this gift. This the yeah. So we covered a lot of ground. We did covered a lot. Yeah, a lot of food uh, so next next time before the end of the year, we'll have one more of these. We'll each pick another restaurant. We got some exploring to do as far as what type of cuisine that we want to go for with the holidays being uh, here as well. So maybe it'll be something that we've eaten before. Maybe it'll be something we haven't. But yeah. um, I'm excited. We'll figure it out. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for tuning in to this week, uh, the Food Service for Thought podcast. Carrie and I had some fun with this. We're going to be back in early December with a guest interview. And then Carrie and I will have one more of these where we pick another restaurant locally around the holidays and talk about the type of cuisine that we had. So if you have any feedback, you have any suggestions for us, any places that we need to try, hit us up on Instagram uh, at food service for thought, and we will listen to those suggestions. We will heed, heed them, take heed of, heed them and go from there. So happy, happy day, happy week. And Carrie, it was great talking to you as always. As always. Thank you for listening to the Food Service for Thought podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And a big shout out to Forbes, Heaver, and Wallace and everyone on the team for producing the first ever Food Service Rep Driven podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Oh, and go eat out at your local restaurant or grab some takeout or delivery, even if you are just in the mood for some apps or dessert. Every bite helps.